and welcome to the Unraveled Academy, a podcast that talks with some of the best in our industry. These interviews are exclusive for our Unraveled community, and we can't wait to share their amazing insight with you. You have lifetime access to these interviews, and we hope that they offer you some insight and inspiration on your creative journey. Welcome to our Unraveled Academy podcast. I'm Sarah Driscoll, and I'm here with Stormy Solis. Hi, Stormy. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, Why don't we start off by chatting just a bit about how your creative journey started? Sure. Well, I actually um, had no intention of being a photographer. I had studied graphic design and had been doing that for about 11 years. And so I worked with a lot of photographers, like I would book them and and help style and concept shoots for corporate work. And so that was a lot of fun. So I did have a background in that and a lot of the editing side, but it wasn't until my husband started um, shooting weddings on the side. He was a commercial photographer that I was like, oh, I want to kind of do that too with you for fun. (laughs) Just so we can. Yeah. So it was just kind of a way to hang out on the weekends and um, tag along with him. So I bought my first, like, I think it was like a D60 or D90. I can't even remember. But um, yeah, and it was just for playing. And wow. Was, so so does your husband still do photography? He doesn't. So that's sort oh, of the funny thing. I was going to say, are you showing him up now? <laughs> he he, he kind of laughs about it. He is no longer doing it. He's the one that actually studied photography and knows, like, all about you know, film and the whole thing. And so he kind of helped me get started, but every time I get stuck or, you know, need to go back to just having some foundational questions, he's so good about um, just being there to talk about it and open it up that way. You know, it's such a good sounding board, but yeah, he, he left photography, just decided it was no longer for him. He didn't like the commercial aspect of it It from, yeah, the artist side. And he was actually the one that told me, he's like, I think he'd be a really good family photographer. And I was like, no, I have zero interest in that. Like I, I'm not going to be a photographer. I'm just doing this for fun. And so he kind of was the one that really pushed me. And as I started, um, getting asked more and more to shoot, I, I slowly fell in love with it. And like, here I am just like family photography is my jam. It's, it's just, I feel like kind of my calling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not so much in like my work's amazing or anything like that, but more like it really fills me up. Like being able to just capture that love with a family and know what it takes going in to be a family. It's just everything. Well, you're incredible at it. So (laughs) that makes perfect sense. Um, Do you do like indoor sessions as well? Or are you mostly outdoors? I'm mostly outdoors, and yeah. and I guess that's because I started in Hawaii. You know, I was there 15 oh, yeah. years, and and everything outdoors is gorgeous. And and 
pretty much everyone's houses there are <laughs> tiny and not very pretty. So zero people want to do indoor photography. Um, oh, I, it's so true. I mean, it's so hard to, you never know what you're walking into when you're doing indoor photography, especially when you live in a place like Hawaii and there's so much beauty outdoors. So that makes totally. sense. I was so spoiled with that and being able to shoot year round, you know, sunrise or sunset. So when I moved to Colorado and um, I moved in the dead of winter, which was so hard because of like (laughs) going from super busy, yeah, rude awakening to halting stop going, I just felt lost, like not being able to shoot. It wasn't until I think February I did my first session. I was like, oh, there I am. I, you know, I kind of felt like I had disappeared from myself. But um, yeah, I, I have done a few indoor sessions since I moved here. That's been like a fun challenge because it's taught me a lot about indoor light and trying to make it work that way. And so when I went back to Hawaii this January to teach um, that last workshop, I decided to throw in an indoor session because so many people steer away from it. And I thought it would be such a fun um, exercise on shooting in a really ugly space and with poor light and making it work. So, Right. Absolutely. And do you do any newborns or do you just say no to that and only do strictly family? Well, I used to just take everything when I was getting mm-hmm. started in Hawaii. And um, I was never <laughs> excited to do newborn because I, I, you know, the whole making it perfect um, right. studio style, I just, I'm horrible at that. So I offered outdoor newborn photography and that's how I was able to sort of own it and make it something I liked. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I did a lot of fun conceptual stuff outdoors at the beach, which has its own challenges there. Um, I'm actually doing my first newborn here this weekend, so it'll be indoor. We'll see how I like it. (laughs) Uh, I know. I know. I, I love newborns. Like there's so much beauty behind it and it's obviously such an an incredible moment for the family to be able to capture but yeah there's so much pressure so much pressure and like you feel like you have to pose the baby even just a little bit because you know they got to be in the, the right light to make it work so it's tricky for sure yeah there's a serious art to that and I give so much credit to the people that can do it so beautifully with so much patience but I have no patience. Like I, <laughs> I love the organicness of outdoor shoots where everything's always in flux. I think that's the the part that really draws me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we have a bunch of questions from some of our students, but I'm going to just ask first what your biggest hurdle in your photography career was. Oh, well, you know, there's been a lot of small hurdles, uh, of course. Um, Right now, I think it's balancing, you know, being present for my family and not being on my phone too much with my clients. Um, I'm so grateful for this job because it allows me to do something I love, but also be with my family. But at the same time, um, you know, I don't want to get so swept up in taking care of my clients that I totally check out for my family. So that's my current struggle is trying Mm -hmm. to find balance with my phone and responding and being grateful, but you know, still being there for my family. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that is like every mom photographer's biggest issue is just the balance of it all, making yeah. sure everybody is happy and yeah, it's not always possible. <laughs> but um, er- early 
Oh, sorry. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was going to say early on, though, toward the beginning of my career, when, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, I would say the biggest hurdle and the biggest aha moment was finding my voice. You know, once I actually figured out what I love to shoot and started doing that and getting reactions from that, that was like a major jump over a wall. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. You actually did a post in the group. I think it was yesterday about um, how you just started capturing what you loved and you started culling your images based on what you loved and what stood out to you as opposed to what you thought somebody else would love. Um, so I think that that's such a giant step in creating the art you want to create. So that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a process, you know. I really admire that you guys offer through your workshop and the classes to help people figure that out so much faster now because it took me years to really go through a lot of stumbling to 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 kind of have that moment where you're like, oh, okay, I actually hate pictures of people looking at the camera and this is what really motivates me or this is what inspires me. So Absolutely. And the, the interesting thing is that once you start giving galleries with images of nobody looking at the camera, you find that your clients are actually reacting to it. But it like takes this like moment of courage to finally be like, you know what? I love this picture. And even though nobody's looking at the camera, I love it. So I'm going to give it. And then more often than not, that's the one that mom ends up falling in love with too, because it was your vision, you know? And that's the beauty of, you know, finding your voice. For sure. It's, it's so gratifying. <laughs> it really that. is. Um, okay. So I have so many que student questions, so I'm going to have yeah. to hit those up. Um, so one person asks, I would love to know your editing workflow and your go-to preset. She, um, she's mentioning that you have so much consistency in your work and, um, she just loves that. So. Ah, thanks. Um, I, it's always so funny when people say that about, I have consistency in my work because I'm like, I never edit the same way. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, I'm guessing the consistency comes with, you know, the way I'm shooting and what I'm shooting and the voice coming through. Uh, but as far as my favorite presets and my editing workflow, I, I typically will start in Lightroom. Uh, I own a million presets. I use different ones depending on the feeling I'm going for for the session or what works with the colors or the mood. And then I take it to Photoshop. And um, that's probably what gives it the consistency is the final polishing when I smooth the skin and I lighten the faces or, you know, bring the viewer's focal point into a certain area by, right. you know, kind of painting it in a way. Um, so you do most of that in Photoshop? Yeah. I don't really stay very close to the original presets that I start with. Yeah. Which is huh. time consuming. You know, most my sessions take about four or so hours to edit. And oh, so I'm, I know <laughs> that stresses me. I was just thinking about I it. Know. I'm like a copy paster. I'm like preset, copy, yes. paste, copy, paste. <laughs> and Photoshop just like makes my computer shut down. So it, I don't even open it. <laughs> it's the graphic designer in me. It's like, it's obsessive almost where I'm like, I try to do that. And I'm like, I just can't leave it. I have to take it one step further. And I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but luckily because it works because your work is phenomenal. So own it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, when people quit hiring me, then I guess I got to, I got to change something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So then there's another thing that a lot of people were asking about um, because you're so great at it. Um, and that's, 
How do you get older children, like teens and tweens, to connect to their parents so well? And like, are there any props you use for them or anything you say to kind of put them at ease? Because it's such a hard group to work with. Oh man, I was so terrified. I've actually only, I think, shot that. Well, no, I've I've done a few, but the one I did recently in Hawaii with the banyan trees with Natalie Norton and her boys, I was terrified to do that because I have had such little experience working with teenagers. And so my strategy on that was I'm going to pick a location that I know boys would probably at least have something to keep them occupied. Um, It had the banyan trees, which I knew that, you know, they'd probably swing or climb on or be goofy to just not make them feel like a bunch of cameras were in their faces. And they did. They were like, they were swinging from them and were kicking up dirt. And then I I, I basically will have people just try to kind of break that ice until you can finally get them to relax by doing stuff like that, interacting with their environment where I can draw them in and get those connected photos. And those are the, you know, it's just a few seconds. You get those moments in between after, um, after the plane of sorts. Right. And then I, yeah. And then I also had them bring a surfboard cause I knew they all surfed and I was like, well, you guys can kind of like paddle out and goof around while the light's bad. And then as it was softening, I said, well, come in and just sit, sit on the water line with your mom. Just sit, just cuddle up next to your mom. That's, right. I, keep, I keep my prompts simple because I want, I want their authenticity coming out, like who they actually are instead of like putting them in perfect places or something that may not even be natural to them. Right. Yeah. That can be such a hard thing though. Cause I, I feel like when you're shooting families like that and you have the older child, they almost both mom and the teenager will kind of look at you like, well, what the hell do you want me to do right now? Like, this is awkward. But I think it's giving them those moments to feel awkward usually creates this moment where they end up laughing or yes. looking at each other. And, and as awkward as it might seem and make them feel, it actually ends up creating this moment that somebody wasn't even prepared for, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like I went into that really not knowing how it was going to go, but hoping, I guess, that I would get those connected photos. I mean, that's why I chose to photograph them. It was um, it was actually for my workshop and it was a, a bonus session and that I just really wanted to teach my students about, you know, it's it's more than pretty dresses and perfect light and these dreamy, you know, scenarios. Like these are the people that come to us have these real stories. And Natalie had just been through so much in her life and done it with such grace and light right. and and like showing up for not only me but other people. I I wanted to share that and and show them like, hey, it's it's not just about getting this shot that looks great on a wall, like you know, what means the most to me and has made me the most fulfilled in my journey is capturing people that really, really savor the moments. Like this is genuine. They're just happy to be together. And anyway, so I think it's, it's so helpful too, when you get to photograph another photographer, your session with Colleen was unbelievable. And I, you know, I think there's so much to be said about the fact that she appreciates just allowing moments to to happen as well. So, um, oh God, that that was unreal. That session. If anybody who's listening did not see that session, you have to check it out. Um, there were legit wild horses uh, in that <laughs> session. So. 
It would just blow your mind. It was so beautiful. Uh, Thank you. It was, it's definitely probably been my favorite session to date. And like you said, you know, a big part of that was Ko and her kids. That's them. Like, you know, I didn't, it's not faked in where I'm telling her to hold them and uh, an ingenuine moment like that, that was them. And I really didn't have to fuss with them much. I was just, I told her, I'm like, I could photograph you guys all day, every day. This is a photographer's dream. It's just, isn't that just the best when you show up and you're just like, I don't, I just got to click. That's it. You know, (laughs) like it's just the greatest when they, when they, create those moments and then you just have to work on pretty light, you know? Yeah. That's really, you know, my ideal is, is yeah. Trying to have people that really just, you know, they just want to savor that being together and and loving on each other, but it's very rare. Like she is definitely not the norm. And I, (laughs) I shoot mostly photographers and I, you know, they're just like everyone else. So I have good sessions and difficult sessions, but um, so that's not just, across the board for shooting other photographers. Co was definitely special uh, that way. That's so amazing. She, she brought definitely I, magic uh, <laughs> and, and horses and horses. No fair. Come to Massachusetts. <laughs> Photograph my family. Do. I saw that session Joy did, or at least your profile photo. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, so beautiful. I Gosh, love that. Yeah. She, um, she came to New Jersey and which was like a four or five hour drive for my family. And my husband was like, are you kidding me? But I was like, we're going, I don't care. This is my dream come true. And it was the greatest. That's kind of like I had, um, at the beginning of my career, I had hired her to do our harvest session. It was sort of at the beginning of when she was offering those. And I was like barely doing photography and, and I just, you know, I was, um, I remember watching one of those and crying and oh I, my gosh, I, right? my, my baby at the time was like not sleeping. I was swinging on our swing set outside in the middle of the night with her in the ergo, just trying to get her to sleep thinking, you know, I just want my life. Like I want my life documented cause I'm not going to remember this. She does it so beautifully. And Anyway, I, I ended up flying her in and literally spent the last of my life savings at that point. I had <laughs> right. cashed, cashed out my IRA to quit my design job. And I was like, um, yeah, I'm hiring this lady to come <laughs> photograph us. And he's like, are, are you insane? That's like buying a unicorn. I'm like, I don't know. I just have this huge feeling that I have to do this. And I just treasure like the video she made for us. That's but, um, so funny because it's clicking right now, which video it is. Cause I'm obsessed with her work and I watch it all the time, all of her videos. Um, and I'm just <laughs> realizing right now that I know exactly the one you're talking about. And I hadn't put it together that it was you. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're actually having a harvest session done with her in May. And I am also might go a little bit broke off of it, but it's worth it. It It absolutely is. And, you know, it, it just, that was like such a huge turning point for me too. just learning. Like I want real moments. I don't, I don't want to like put fake stuff out there. I want to shoot something different. And yeah, so it was so good for so many ways, not just, um, getting the beautiful work she gave me, but also just pointing me in the direction as far as what I wanted to do with my own work, you know, and Yeah. And then when people say to me too, all the time, oh, people don't pay for photography. I was like, let me tell you a story. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's exactly what I'm doing too all the time. Because again, it's just not valued. And 
I think as photographers, we value it. You know, I would I would pay more than what I'm going to pay to have Joy come to my home. Um, but it's just we there there has to be a better way for all of us to show the value of this um, work that everyone is creating, especially you. Thank you. Of course. Um, Okay, so then we have another question on sunrise versus sunset shoots. What would be your preference and do you approach each a little differently? It's, you know, sunrise and sunset, I they're both wonderful. It's it's like you have to be a weatherman and just wherever you're shooting, um, figure out what works best. You know, I know in Hawaii, one side of the Island is best for sunrise and others for sunset. You know, if you would watch, I lived on the windward side, so the clouds would come in in the afternoon and gather on the mountains and always create this really kind of overcast look, um, which was much different than sunrise. So I love them both. You just learn how to make either work and depending where you're shooting, then I would choose sunrise or sunset you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and I guess the effect I was trying to go for, I know in Colorado it's freezing in the morning, so I don't even offer sunrise sessions. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, and, yeah. and we're doing sunset and often, um, I'm done shooting here like at least half an hour before sunset. So I never get those gorgeous clouds and skies that I would get in Hawaii, you know, right. so it's just different. And then Arizona was a whole different thing. It was, it was, great both sunrise sunsets just sunny all the time (laughs) yeah actually that's another question I have personally is what kind of landscape do you prefer obviously I feel like Arizona is just so beautiful because the colors are so muted and um everything's a little bit dead but in like a really pretty way um do do you have like a preference for landscape or I've, I loved it down there and I love Hawaii and I love it here. I mean, the only thing that I don't love is if I guess there's nothing to interact with. And so then I, I kind of get panicked, like, Oh, what am I going to do? Yeah, so I, pick, right. I just, I pick locations that I know will engage people and help with the storytelling. It'll just give them something to do. Even if it's just kicking up dirt or hopping on rocks, or if I can get right. water in there, I know that was a big thing. I had told Co, I was like, I would really love to get water in your session, you know, and um, so that probably wasn't easy to find in Arizona, right? In the desert. No. And the (laughs) funny thing is um, I had shown her that spot and also one of my other clients while I was down there who was born and raised. And she's like, huh, I've actually never shot there. And I was like, really? Is there something wrong with that spot? Like, I don't know, but I kind of think it's going to be amazing. Right. And yeah, so that was sort of a perfect location in that it had such great light and texture, the mountains in the background and the rocks in the foreground and the river that reflects the light. So so I, yeah, I just try to pick stuff that where I don't have to pose people so much, but just get them exploring and having fun. And kind of like if you were just out adventuring with your kids, that's the sessions feel. Oh, that's so great. And, and so when you're doing travel sessions like that, how much time do you give yourself to find the location you want and so forth? Yeah. Well, that was kind of new. Um, I had to put a lot of trust in doing online searching and then mm-hmm. two of my client, well, they were all photographers that hired me down there. So two of them 
uh, had just told me the spots they wanted to shoot and I trust them because they're fantastic photographers. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. And then for Coe's, she actually helped me scout. I sent her the spot and she went and took video clips. She's my my hero. I was like, are you seriously going to go scout for me? That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. She found the spot I had found on Instagram. Um, it was the same spot. And so I don't know how hard that was for her to do, but, um, yeah. So. Yeah, well, she had mentioned something about the fact that on, like, the uh, other side of those mountains, it was, like, shady and, I mean, shady and not shady, like, cloudy, but shady in the sense that there were, like, some some weird people, like, camped out and stuff. Oh, I didn't <laughs> so, see that. <laughs> yeah, so she said it was not easy to find the pretty part, but um, once yeah. you pass all, all the creepers, apparently... <laughs> There were, there were some beautiful little little spaces, which is so funny. Yeah. But it's also, again, proves the fact that sometimes you show up to a park and you're like, oh, gosh, this wasn't what I was thinking. But if you yeah. just kind of walk around and hunt, there's usually some, like, unnoticed little area with a beautiful patch of light that you can just make beautiful, you know? Definitely. And, you know, I get, think at this point in my career, too, since I've shot for a while and shot in all kinds of situations, like I don't panic if I go somewhere I've never seen or whatever, because um, I feel like you can always find the light for the most part or find a way to make it work. And yeah, I don't know, find the beauty. <laughs> Absolutely. You just got to sometimes you got to look a little harder. Yeah. And if it's ugly, then you fo- you just do a lot of tight, snuggly shots. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's so true. Absolutely. Um, So um, we more or less have covered all the questions, but I did want to talk just a little bit about um, kind of becoming a traveling photographer, because I know that that's something that you've kind of recently taken on. Is that something that you want to continue to do in the future? Um, You know, travel and take multiple sessions in different locations and so forth. Yeah, I was, you know, that was new for me. Now that my kids are getting a little bit older, that was sort of my first trip going, well, I'm taking off, guys. I'll see you after the weekend. Um, And But I was just so revived and inspired shooting somewhere new. And I think it gave me the bug. So I definitely do want to offer some travel sessions next year. I am doing a bit more traveling this year, too. Like I'm going to Florida in April to shoot and then Joshua Tree for the first time in November. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you do with that. Oh, so excited. Oh, but um, yeah, definitely. I, I do want to add in some travel, but I can't do a ton because I do have kids and, yeah. you know, it's How hard. How old being, are your kids? Um, four and eight. Okay. Yeah. So they're at a good, you know, it's like a transition time where they, they're starting to become bigger people where they don't need me as much and I can have a little more independence to do fun stuff like that. Absolutely. But yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out. But um, we've also talked about um, Jody Lynn Photography and Stephanie from Sweet Beginnings by Stephanie. Um, yeah. We're doing that Dreammakers Workshop in Joshua Tree in November. The, we're possibly in 2019, if that one goes well, going to go to New Zealand and try to offer one there. So oh that's, my the big, God. that's the big dream right now on the table. So hopefully that comes oh to me. Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what Co and I have been saying about doing Unraveled Retreats is that it's just, it's so cool to be able to see new places while doing things you love and being with people you love. It's yes. just, it's the greatest part about our jobs is when you start being able to do things like that. 
It's such a high. I mean, I feel like I came back from my Hawaii one and I was like, that was amazing. Okay. Back to buying groceries and cleaning house. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know. I'm trying to ignore that side of my life as much as possible. (laughs) Do you photograph your kids a lot too? Or is it like sort of something you put on the back burner? I, I, I don't anymore. You know, I was, that was sort of my goal for this year is I was going to do Sarah Cornish's 52 project and January rolled around. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to rest. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hear you. It's so hard to find the inspiration to document everyday life. Yeah. Well, you know, along time ago, um, right before I had hired Joy, I had done a 365 project and wrote like, wrote to my daughter every day and that. And so that's sort of been my legacy project to them. And honestly, ever since I finished that, I've been like, you know, if I do nothing else, I'm pretty good with that. <laughs> like, I right? feel that's good like enough. That's so special. Like, I don't, I don't know. And then I'm just at the point where I love giving to my clients. Like I just do. And my children, I hire other artists like Sarah t- Cornish took our pictures the last couple of years and I love I love it. It's nice to just show up and get someone's beautiful artwork. So oh, that is so great. Yeah. Um Elise Meter and I um live fairly close to one another, maybe like an hour and a half away. And we are constantly meeting up and doing each other's photos and it's just like the greatest thing ever because then we can trade and each edit our own images and get rid of all of the ones where we hate our faces. <laughs> And it's just the best thing ever to just be like, Elise, I trust you. Make us look amazing. You know, it's just, it's so great to be able to put it on somebody else to capture your moments. Absolutely. And they see it so differently, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel guilty that I'm not photographing my kids, but... You know, yeah. it's physically impossible <laughs> to do more. To do, I don't know. To do it all. <laughs> to do it all. Yeah. So. Well, no, we, we pretty much covered all the questions. And I'm just so happy that we had you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. Wonderful. Um, yeah, and I hope everybody enjoyed that interview with Stormy. Have a good one.